Nearly half of Canadians support banning sex change operations and life-altering hormone treatments like puberty blockers for children, this according to a recent poll, 45%. To be honest, that number seems pretty low to me. My guess is that far more Canadians will want to protect children from the horrors of these procedures after hearing more about what these radical procedures actually entail. Today, we're going to tell you about a Canadian surgeon who accidentally told us the horrific truth about these procedures. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Don't forget to like this video. If you're new around here, please subscribe to our True North channel. Leave us a five-star review if you enjoy the podcast and head on over to our website, www.tnc.news to sign up for a newsletter so you never miss a story. All right, folks. So on the weekend, we had conservative leader Pierre Polyev share the following post on X. He tweeted on Saturday. He says, Canadians support Premier Smith's common sense protection of children. Trudeau must butt out. And in that tweet, he shares a link to a National Post story telling us that nearly half of Canadians support banning surgery and hormones for trans kids, according to an exclusive poll conducted by the National Post. So this exclusive poll was was done on behalf of the National Post. It was carried out by Lege Polar, which is one of the most sort of credible and authentic pollsters out there. The survey asked 2,000 Canadians uh, what they thought about these procedures. So like I said, nearly half believe that gender reassignment surgery, which let's just be honest, they call it gender reassignment surgery. That is a euphemism. What we're talking about is a sex change operation. We're talking about removing the external genitalia for young men and women and trying to alternate it. So when you hear things like gender reassignment surgery, it sort of sounds benign and vague. Uh, we're we're going to talk about in this episode, we're, we're talking about something pretty gruesome, pretty horrific uh, when, you, when you learn the gory details. Uh, but anyway, it says here, nearly half of Canadians believe gender reassignment surgeries, aka sex change operations for minors should be prohibited and they support bans on hormone prescriptions for children. Roughly five in 10, so 45% support a blanket ban on these surgeries for minors. So that would even include in cases where the parents want it. Uh, Canadians are saying, 45% of Canadians are saying absolutely not under any circumstances, no way, no surgeries like this for children. Um, that was the most popular response in the survey. And on the flip side of that, only 11% said that they think that it should be permitted without parental consent, which is the far fringe uh, position held by Canada's left, held by the liberals, uh, that basically kids should be able to do whatever they want and that they're awful, backwards, bigoted parents shouldn't have a say, basically. Um, so that's the extreme side, only 11% on that side. And so uh, similar rates of opposition, 42% were registered for puberty blockers and hormone therapies for children age 15 and under, apart from those who had already begun the intervention. Slightly over a quarter, 26% of Canadians felt that such medical interventions when paired with parental consent were appropriate. So again, we've got 
Uh, 45% saying no way under any circumstances, 26% saying, okay, fine, they can do it, but only if their parents say they can. And then 11% saying that kids can make these decisions without their parents. So that's where we are. I think, I think, like I said, that that those numbers are a little off. I, I've seen other studies that show far more Canadians opposing these surgeries. And I think that the more we learn about what these surgeries entail, the more likely you're going to be to oppose. And one of the great things that Pierre Polyev did when he was interacting with the media on this topic two weeks ago, and Danielle Smith did this too, is that they they make the journalists actually state the policy they're talking about. So you hear left-wing journalists and people like Justin Ling who who just talk about this, they frame it as access to healthcare. Why, why are you opposed to access to healthcare for kids? Uh, that that makes it seem like, hey, you know, I, I don't want anyone to not have health care in Canada. I think that we should do a much better job of letting people have health care. And so the idea is that it's just about access to health care. Pierre Polyev stopped Justin Ling in that interaction and said, well, what, what, what specifically are you talking about? And, and what he's specifically talking about are these sex change operations. And once Canadians get past the euphemism and learn what it is, I think they're much, much like less likely to support these kinds of procedures. So this is what we're talking about. And let me just give you a little bit of a trigger warning uh, that the content I'm going to be talking about is very graphic. Uh, I'm going to tell you about what these sex change operations actually entail because there's a big story, big breaking news that came out of the United States about Canada. It's, it's interesting, we are at this point in Canadian media where foreign countries, foreign press do a better job of doing journalism in our country than the Canadian media outlets because they're so agenda driven and they're so obsessed with their political uh, affiliation to Justin Trudeau and just doing exactly what Justin Trudeau wants them to do. They don't do real journalism. And so when it comes to breaking stories like this, I mean, you have a couple of independent uh, players like True North, but you're still seeing a lot of scoops coming from other countries. So we had the Daily Caller, which is a U.S. news foundation, uh, broke this scoop. And this is a story that was picked up by the Daily Mail. So here is a scoop over in the Daily Mail. It says, top Canadian surgeon reveals the truth about sex change ops. Unearthed video lifts the lid on ill-trained doctors, dying appendages, and dreaded complications. So this came to us courtesy of the Daily Caller. And it talks about this doctor in Montreal named Dr. Alex Lungani. He says the lucrative trans medical industry has grown too quickly. Surgeons don't get enough training in rush to provide top and bottom ops. Okay, so basically what happens is these doctors won't come to the media and tell the truth about what's going on. They, they, they want to keep it a secret. They don't want to ruin what is a very lucrative business and potential business model for them. But when they're behind closed doors, when they're talking to each other in more of a clinical setting, they're much more likely to just sort of be open and honest about what is going on. So that's what we have here. The uh, event is the World Professional Association for Transgender Health. And that event was recorded. That footage was made public via records requests from the Daily Caller News Foundation. And then this one particular doctor, Montreal Dr. Alex Lingani, who is a clinician at Canada's Metropolitan Center of Surgery, made these damaging revelations about the pretty bad, what he calls the bad effects of sex change operations while he was addressing colleagues. So I'll, I'll play you a couple of clips. And again, just to warn you, this is pretty graphic and pretty horrific what we're talking about. But basically, what Dr. Lingani is saying is that there's a huge rise in interest in this. Like all of a sudden, there's a huge rising number of trans patients who want these kind of surgeries surgeries. The uh, hospitals don't want to turn them away because it's a big potential money-making 
uh, part of their business. Uh, but the problem is that there's a lack of training and they're, they're not properly trained. And because of that, there's just been absolutely horrific outcomes when it comes to some of these surgeries. They're rushing to do the surgery, but they're not properly trained. And because of that, many, many of these surgeries go wrong. So here is a clip of Dr. Langani talking about the results of a male to female genitalia surgery and how basically the, the most dreaded complications that happen uh, during this procedure. Let's play that clip. Complications can be uh, pretty bad uh, for vaginoplasty and the most dreaded complication is to perforate the rectum while you are dissecting the vaginal cavity. You are essentially dissecting the cavity between the prostate and the rectum and there's literally no space there. So you have to create a new plane in a, in a spot that doesn't exist. So you're very much <clears throat> close to the rectum and it's very hard, it's very easy to get in there. Um, Pretty horrific stuff. I've got a second clip for you here where he talks about one of the many, many issues uh, that come from, again, creating an artificial vagina, essentially castrating a man, creating an artificial vagina, and then the, the outcome of what that patient has to deal with in the future. Let's play that clip. And then as soon as we remove, at least a GRS, as soon as we remove that vaginal stent, we start dilating. Because there will be a... Uh, there will be a tendency from the body to want to contract and close that considered as a wound sort of so you will have to fight that contraction and and then dilate quite a bit at first uh, which is you know what patients call a full-time job for the first few months because it's four times a day it's a lot so not exactly pretty stuff again takes an american news outlet and a british news outlet to report on these i assume outside of true north that this story is not going to be covered uh, by anybody else but again pretty graphic stuff, what we're talking about. And I'm going to continue. I want to talk to you a little bit about Jordan Peterson because he's picked up on this topic. And I think he is saying the truth in a way that many, many others will not. So J Jordan Peterson shared Pierre Polyev's tweet that I, I shared at the beginning of the episode. And then he started replying to those who were sort of moralizing about how important it is for trans people to have these procedures. Uh, so I'll, I'll show you one tweet and then I'll show you a second tweet that Peterson shared that has a very graphic image. Uh, but the first one is uh, Peterson saying this, you are actively promoting the worst acts of medical butchery in the history of the West. You think you are moral. I think you're worse than the Auschwitz perpetrators. They at least had the shame to hide their crimes. You flaunt yours as virtues and you dare to threaten your enemies with the suicide of children. That's a lie. There isn't a shred of clinical evidence to support it. In the meantime, you're actually promoting the mutilation and sterilization of children. I think the worst of the prisoners in the prison you deserve to be in will be properly ashamed of associated with you. Okay, so he goes, pretty far there. And then just for good measure, he shares a picture, which I will share with you in a moment, but let me just warn you in advance. It is incredibly graphic to see what it is that we're talking about in graphic detail. So I'll read you the tweet first. I'll show you show the picture just very briefly. Peterson writes this, he says, or does this graphic display of what you so compassionately promote leave you properly silenced? Forearms stripped to produce non-functional pseudogenitalia by demented sadistic medical monsters for profit. If, if you don't want to see it, avert your eyes right now. I'm going to show it just for a few minutes, but this is what we're talking about. So let's, let's share this picture. You can see what these sort of fake genitalia look like. It doesn't look anything realistic at all. 
you you can see how, how they strip skin from other parts of the body, strip away flesh to create this fake pseudo penis, basically. And this is what they're pretending. So when you hear left-wing politicians like Justin Trudeau and Rachel Notley and all these other far-left politicians, that is what they're defending. It is it is disgusting and sad. And I don't I don't really understand how that can make anybody feel better uh, about their gender dysphoria or about their gender confusion. Um, but I think it's important to show what we're talking about, and that is what uh, and that is what uh, Jordan Peterson did. Okay, let's go back to Pierre Polyev and that tweet, because I think it shows something really remarkable that's happened in Canadian politics over just the past few weeks. So we had Danielle Smith come out with this policy. Um, at the time, no one else was talking about this in Canadian politics. And now here we have the leader of the opposition, presumably the next Prime Minister of Canada, doubling down on his protection of Premier Smith's common sense protection of children and protecting kids. So. You can see Pierre Polyev's tweet right there, went viral. It's got over a million views as of today, Tuesday morning. And this triggered the left. This triggered them in a way that Pierre Polyev has just become so good at doing. So here we have Rachel Gilmore, who's a former journalist for Global News. And she responds to this saying, an online poll, which means no margin of error of 2,000 people, not even half support Smith's policy. This before the average Canadian is fully informed about the impact these policies will have on youth suicide. This is not the win it's being framed as. I agree with her that the numbers are probably wrong because this is before Canadians are fully informed. And I just think that when they're fully informed, they're going to go the opposite way than what Rachel Gilmore suspects they will. Because I think this is one of those situations where the more you understand, the more you know about the policy, the more horrific it is and the less likely you are to support it. So we likewise have a tweet from Sherry DeNova, who's a former Ontario NDP member of the provincial parliament. And apparently she's currently a minister of the United Church of Canada. Oh goodness. So she writes this, more than half of Canadians don't have a clue about what they're talking about when it comes to gender diverse children and neither do you. This is a crap poll and this anti-science propaganda will result in the suicides of our most vulnerable children who already have the highest suicide rate now, proud now. And uh, it was it was those tweets, this 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 woman, Cheryl DeNova, that Jordan Peterson was replying to in that earlier thread uh, where he called her a butcher. So it, it, they basically have one point that they fall back on, which is, Kids have high suicide rates. If you don't let them mutilate their bodies, they will kill themselves. It's, it's basically like a suicide threat that you have to do this. If we don't do exactly what the left says, the kids will kill themselves. And that's the end of the conversation. And it, it, it's, 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 I mean, Peterson addressed it. And I think he is right that the numbers don't even show that. The, the statistics don't even show that there's not a shred of clinical evidence as Jordan Peterson said. I've seen studies that show the opposite, that the suicide attempt rate and suicide rate is actually higher among post-op uh, people uh, for, for, for obvious reasons, which is that after you have that surgery and you realize that it didn't fix your problems, it doesn't make your feelings change, it doesn't address the underlying issue, um, and, and now you have a mutilated body and the people who undergo these procedures report all kinds of issues when it comes to like discomfort and pain and chronic pain that comes from these surgeries, uh, as suggested by that surgeon who was talking about how the surgeons aren't properly trained in what they're doing. They don't really have the best idea of what they're doing. And you know that that actually leads to suicide on the other side. So this this threat that we always see that, 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 that this will lead to kid suicide, it doesn't seem to be backed by science or evidence. 
Uh, one final reaction to Pierre Polyev's tweet here is a woman named uh, Kristen Rock. Rarworth, who I believe is a conservative and I believe is a former journalist, uh, she wrote this, when gay marriage was legalized in Canada, it still wasn't supported by half the population. We don't legislate on minority rights based on public opinion. We do so based on what is moral and correct. What is a moral and correct choice? Uh, I agree. I think that's that right. We don't legislate based on public opinion. We legislate based on moral morality and what is correct. And in this case, it is not moral and it is not correct to allow children to mutilate their bodies in this way. And this whole industry, like Jordan Peterson notes, this for-profit industry uh, that sucks children in and makes them believe that having these surgeries will somehow make their problems go away. It's not correct. It's not moral. It's not good. And that is why these surgeries ought to be banned. But to go back to Pierre Polyev, I just want to note that this is a significant jump for the Conservative Party of Canada. So basically, like I said, Danielle Smith came out with these policies. And at first, the Conservatives were told not to talk about it. There was no word whether the Conservative Party of Canada was going to support it or oppose it. It seemed like they were just going to kind of stay out of it. And it wasn't until Pierre Polyev was really pushed by the media two weeks ago to take a stance. And he finally did. And he came to the correct choice. And this tweet uh, over the weekend is just really him doubling down on that. And this is a significant jump for the Conservatives because prior to Pierre Polyev being leader of this party, the party was led by Aaron O'Toole. And when Aaron O'Toole was in charge of the Conservative Party when he was leader, back in December of 2022, the House passed a bill banning conversion therapy, and it was actually introduced by a Tory MP. And so what does this have to do with conversion therapy? Well, the name of the bill was sort of a cute trick to make you think of uh, the sort of old school, I guess, Christian summer camps that kids used to have to go to where there'd be an element where they would, if someone was gay, they would try to convince them that they weren't gay or that there was some kind of a, a therapy that would force them to not be gay somehow. And and, and, that, and that's what many Canadians think of when they think of conversion therapy. The problem with this specific bill, Bill C-6, that was originally introduced by the Liberals and then the Tories uh, jumped onto it under Aaron O'Toole, uh, was that it, it didn't do that. It basically conflated um, the, the idea of uh, conversion therapy for uh, heterosexual attraction uh, with trans uh, sex change, basically. Uh, so I'm going to read a little bit uh, from Barbara Kay's article that she wrote, which was the case for getting rid of this conversion therapy bill. The bill is deeply problematic, beginning with a preamble which claims it is a myth that gender identity can or ought to be changed. And then Barbara Kay writes, it is no myth that gender identity can change. If one or two of Canada's top tier experts in gender dysphoria research have been consulted in the bill's creation, the working group would have learned that without invasive intervention, 80% or more of gender dysphoric children who identify as the opposite sex revert to comfort in their natal sex post-puberty. So if you understand that, a significant number of these children emerge as gay or lesbian. But these scientific experts were not consulted. Not a good look for the framers. So if you understand that correctly, 80% of children who suffer from gender dysphoria and may think that they're the opposite gender pre-puberty, 80% of them go back to their original sex to believing they're part of their original sex after puberty, many of them emerge as gay or lesbian. So we're talking about 80% of kids change their mind. And here we have a bill that's saying that they cannot go to therapy. They can't speak to somebody. They can't try to have a conversation to understand what their feelings are actually about. This bill 
silences them. And Dr. Peterson spoke out about this bill at the time, about how it had a creep, uh, had a silencing effect on his profession, how it meant, meant that psychologists couldn't talk to patients in this situation. They were worried about losing their licenses. And there's all kinds of repercussions. But it didn't matter because back then the conservatives were much more interested in just virtue signaling, that they were sort of a new progressive party that was just like the liberals when it came to gay issues and social issues. And so here I'll play this clip of the conservatives in the House of Commons, a conservative introducing this bill, and then you can see the unanimous consent that it received in the House of Commons. Let's play that. Uh, Mr. Speaker, I'm asking for unanimous consent to adopt the following motion, that notwithstanding any standing order or usual practices of the House, Bill C-4, an act to amend the criminal code, conversion therapy be deemed to have been read a second time and referred to a committee of the whole, deemed considered in committee of the whole, deemed reported without amendment, deemed concurred in at the report stage and deemed read a third time and passed. This being a hybrid sitting of the House for the sake of clarity, I will only ask those who are opposed to the request to express their disagreement. Accordingly, all those opposed to the Honourable Member moving the motion will please say nay. Agreed. The House has, not, has heard the terms of the motion. All those opposed to the motion will please say nay. There being no dissenting voice, I declare the motion carried. I should note that not all of the Conservative members of Parliament were in the House that day. Apparently, they had sent a group over to Europe to deal with uh, to, to to go attend NATO meetings and to deal with something that was happening with the sort of Russia-Ukraine war at the time. And so, several key MPs were not there. Um, but you can see how how you can see how Aaron O'Toole whipped the Conservative Caucus into everybody supporting transing of the kids, everybody supporting a law making it basically illegal for kids to go to therapy if they're dealing with gender dysphoria. And I should note that I called it Bill C-6, and then there in the video it was Bill C-4. So originally it was called Bill C-6, and there were some conservatives that opposed it, and then they reintroduced it as Bill C-4, and that was when it got unanimous uh, consent there. So basically that's where the Conservative Party was prior to Pierre Polyev uh, taking over. I won't blame Polyev for the decisions of his party 15 months ago because he wasn't the leader at that time, but it is just worth noting how things have changed. So we have uh, Billboard Chris, who is a prominent trans anti-transing uh, the kids activists and he congratulated uh, Pierre Polyev for taking the stance. He writes this on Twitter. He said, Conservative leader Pierre Polyev spoke out against puberty blockers for the first time last week. Now he's doubling down. Congratulations to all the Canadians who've been on the front lines raising awareness about this for years. We will end child transition in Canada. So definitely shows uh, the work that these activists have had in raising this issue and showing us the true colors behind what is behind these surgeries. Uh, people like uh, Bilber Chris deserve a tremendous uh, amount of you know, our, our, our gratitude for, for raising this issue and bringing it into the public consciousness as it is. You can tell that the country is now shifting and conservative ideas are becoming more popular. You saw that many of the activists compare this to gay marriage and how originally people didn't uh, agree with gay marriage. And they think that this is just going to be like the next civil rights movement. This is gonna be the next issue 
that the left will win on and they can just point to conservatives and say, look at these bigots. Uh, but that's not the case. This is a totally different issue than the marriage issue. And when you look at the facts, when you look at the gruesome details, when you see surgeons like that surgeon in Montreal warning about how difficult these surgeries are, how ill-prepared many surgeons are for doing the surgeries and all of the negative consequences of these surgeries, uh, you recognize that this isn't something that this isn't just the next civil rights trend. This this is something that's deeply, deeply wrong. Um, and I think more people will fall in line with what Jordan Peterson believes on this issue, which is this is this is modern day butchery, and these are these are true crimes that are being perpetrated. Uh, another point that's interesting is that Danielle Smith has shown herself to be the leader of the conservative movement in Canada. She was the one who was bold enough to take on this issue, and. You know, that they could have gone sideways. It could have been a mistake. The Conservative Party 15 months ago would have distanced themselves from her and probably condemned her and said that she was wrong. But now, just how much the country has changed in the last few years, Danielle Smith comes up with this policy. Most Canadians support her. And now the leader of the opposition, Pierre Polyev, to his credit, has been willing to take the same stand and is now doubling down and actually being a conservative. It's wonderful to see. I don't think this is a winning issue for the left. I think that many Canadians will see the truth about how horrific and how wrong these sex change surgeries truly are. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.